Hey, what's going on, Who That Nation? It is yours truly, TJ Jones, the host of the State of the Saints podcast. Thank you for checking out the State of the Saints podcast. Thank you for allowing the State of the Saints podcast to be a part of your Tuesday morning. Good morning to everyone. Thank you so much for checking out the live. And if you're not checking it out live, still thank you. Really do appreciate it. On this edition, we're going to be talking about Saints safety, Marcus Williams. Now, <laughs> I think we all uh, have had our opinion this season about Marcus Williams, but we're going to really focus in on the four-year safety, okay? I mean, uh, Marcus Williams, uh, the question uh, of the day is, uh, should the Saints consider benching uh, safety Marcus Williams? Uh, I think that's a question that has rolled through the minds of many members of the Who That Nation. I'm pretty sure that one time or another, you know, somebody has uh, cursed at the television and it involved Marcus Williams. But I do have an announcement that I want to make on tomorrow's edition of the State of the Saints podcast at 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 Central. We will be having a special guest on the State of the Saints podcast. He's been on the State of the Saints podcast a couple of times uh, from NewOrleansSaints.com. We have John DeShazer. John DeShazer will be back on the State of the Saints podcast, and I'm going to be asking him some questions, man, about the New Orleans Saints and getting his opinion about it, man. So for those that checked out the interviews I've done in the past with John DeShazer, you already know that he is a really open guy, especially when it comes to the Saints. And um, this is a guy that has been covering the Saints for quite some time. So he is uh, in that locker room. He he understands these players. He has relationships with these players. So we're going to be picking his um, brain, man, and, and getting his perspective about the New Orleans Saints. So on tomorrow, 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central time, John DeShazer will be on the show. But let's go ahead and talk a little bit about Marcus Williams, okay? Let's talk about Marcus Williams because, um, as some of you may know, for some of you that are uh, close to the State of the Saints podcast, um, I work overnights now. You know, I, I took on another job working overnights. And, and when, while I'm working, I'm always thinking about different topics, man. And this topic just rolled into my mind. And it had a lot to do with DJ Swearinger. Uh, DJ Swearinger, uh, the safety uh, of the New Orleans Saints. DJ Swearinger, if you follow his career, uh, he's played with the Houston Texans. He played with the Redskins. He's played with the Cardinals, uh, Raiders. Uh, so, you know, but the thing about DJ Swearinger is DJ Swearinger is one of those guys that is really good. The only problem is he has been hurt throughout his career. But what I don't understand is every time he plays in a game with the New Orleans Saints, he, he plays really well. Like DJ Swearinger is an enforcer. He is a guy that lowers the boom. I mean, if you don't believe me, go ask Chris Godwin in week one. You know what I'm saying? He's the main reason why Chris Godwin has been in and out of the lineup uh, throughout the uh, past couple of weeks for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, man. This guy is a, a guy you can line up at the linebacker and line up at safety. And I'm saying this because from week to week, it just seems like he's always a healthy scratch. 
and I'm scratching my head figuring out why. Okay, I don't understand why DJ Swearinger is not in the lineup. Maybe you can explain something to me. Maybe you all probably know why uh, the defensive coordinator, Dennis Allen, Aaron Glenn, don't want to use DJ Swearinger on a consistent basis. But I say that to say this. I feel like DJ Swearinger just start in the place of Marcus Williams. Now, Marcus Williams has really good ball skills. If, it, if the ball goes in his vicinity, he's going to pick the ball off. He has really good hands for a safety, no doubt about that. The problem is, is Marcus Williams is a liability when it comes to the tackling, and he's a liability in coverage, and he has been this way since the beginning of the season. And, and they can spare me that whole part about, oh, um, people don't know what they're talking about. Uh, when they talk about the defense, they don't know what they're talking about. Spare me, all right? Spare me the, the, the comments about that because all that is is just pure ego. I know what I see from year to year. I see guys getting roasted and toasted, being out of position, always uh, looking at each other, dazed and confused. And the media, shouts out to the guy, Nick Underhill, man, my guy. Nick Underhill asked the question. He said, why is it that guys have, that have been in this system as long as they have are constantly getting beaten coverage? And you know what Sean Payton's response was? Well, that's the $6 million question. And if you look at the same salary, who's making $6 million? It's Marcus freaking Williams. So I have to say this. Marcus Williams has been in this system for four years. Marcus Williams doesn't know anything except for a Saints defense. He knows no other coordinator other than Dennis Allen. This guy graduated from the University of Utah with a 4.0 grade point average, which tells me he's a really bright guy. So with that being said, I really don't understand a guy that graduates college at the age of 20, comes to the New Orleans Saints, bright as the day is right now, and for some apparent reason, always out of position. Now, I'm not one of those people that is still holding on to 2017. A lot of people are still mad about the Minneapolis miracle, him whiffing and closing his eyes on the tackle. Look, I'm past that. All right. I'm past that. I have given Marcus Williams countless opportunities and I have defended this guy on several occasions. But you have to look at this guy for what he is. Uh, as long as Marcus Williams is going to be in this system, he's going to have problems. I never thought that the Saints were going to bring him back. I do not believe that the New Orleans Saints are going to re-sign Marcus Williams. I went into the season, even before this season started, believing that. Because the Saints, honestly, they just don't pay safeties. They don't. Like, I can't think of a, a safety that they actually paid. They didn't pay Kenny Vaccaro. They didn't pay uh, Malcolm Jenkins. Uh, they, they didn't pay uh, Von Bell. So they, they have a history of not paying safeties, right? So he's the next one in line. So bye-bye. And honestly, his production, or lack thereof, I mean, is basically giving it ammunition. And he is he is basically taking himself out of a, a conversation, a conversation about maybe the next team signing him uh, to be one of those top safeties in the league. Pro Football Focus had him ranked as one of the top safeties in the NFL coming into this season. And he has regressed. And I, I can't understand why. But I know this. If the Saints want to win, if the Saints want to put themselves in a better position in a secondary, you put a veteran in like DJ Swearinger, a guy that's not scared to put his head in on a play, a guy that's not afraid to aggressively go for the football, and a guy that makes better decisions as of right now, 
than Marcus Williams. It's just as plain and simple as that, folks. Look, the Saints need to get away from this whole good old boy system. You know, I was looking at well, I was listening to first take on last night while I was working. And one thing that I noticed, man, they were talking about the Dallas Cowboys, but I think that what they were saying actually makes sense when it comes to the New Orleans Saints. It was about Mike McCartney signing Mike Nolan as his defensive coordinator. And one thing that I didn't even realize, when Mike Nolan was the head coach of the San Francisco 49ers, do you know who his offensive coordinator was? That's right, Mike McCartney. So it was basically like him returning a favor. I'm saying that to say this. Sean Payton needs to remove himself from this whole good old boy system. You know what I'm saying? The system that you can't let, you want to hire all of your friends, you want to hire all of your buddies, you want the guys that you drafted in order for you, them to be on the field, you want those guys to work. As long as the New Orleans Saints continuously do business like this, they are always going to be in the middle of the pack defense. You know, one thing that has made Bill Belichick so great over the years is his ability to allow those players to leave, to not have those players clinging to his heartstrings and hoping that those players just work out, right? He got rid of some of the best players in their prime for the New England Patriots. <clears throat> Excuse me, for the New England Patriots. Sean Payton needs to follow that blueprint. He holds on to guys way too long. The Saints will never have an elite defense. You're hearing it right here on the State of the Saints podcast. The Saints will never have an elite defense as long as Dennis Allen is their defensive coordinator. Straight up. I don't care what anybody says. You can tell me anything you want to you want to tell me. Dennis Allen is not a good defensive coordinator. Average at best. And as long as the Saints continuously hold on to this guy, they will never reach their full potential. And Sean Payton, he can, he can go ahead and rest on his laurels and he can just think that, oh, I could just keep this guy. It really don't matter. You can believe that if you want to. But I know the New Orleans Saints fan base. I know them. We getting tired of watching the same thing happen year after year, year, game in, game out, year in, year out. The offense seems to find their stride, but the defense always struggling. And it always is the same side of the defense. It's always the same position. It's always the same skill positions. It is the same old song and dance. And as much as I like Marcus Williams, he is not in the best interest of the team as a starter right now. I don't care how well he knows the system. Stop holding on to these guys being lazy. I keep preaching this on the State of the Saints podcast. The only reason why these guys are still in the lineup is because the Saints coaching staff are lazy. And I, I'm calling it for what it is. I don't even care if they – I don't know if the Saints coaching staff watched the State of the Saints podcast. I can care less. But somebody needs to tell them that as long as they keep being lazy, they'll never reach their full potential. Aren't you sick and tired of watching teams that sucked over the years come and become a complete team before the Saints do? Seriously. Seriously, folks. As trash as the 49ers were over the past four to five years post-Harbaugh, they come back with Kyle Shanahan. All of a sudden, they become a balanced team. Good defense. Good offense. You see the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, what they're doing right now. Good defense. Good offense. You look at the Los Angeles Rams. Good defense. Good offense. Why is it that the Saints, 
as good as they are, as elite of a quarterback as, as Drew Brees is, as solid of a running back that they didn't had, and Alvin Kamara and Mark Ingram over the years, and Latavius Murray, why is it that they can't have a balanced team? Why is it that we got to keep our lucky rabbit's foot and our four-leaf clover nearby, hoping and praying in the fourth quarter that the defense can make a stop? I'm sick of it, man. If they make a stop, I shouldn't be cheering and clapping like my son just did this morning when I asked him to touch his nose. You know what I'm saying? Like, I shouldn't have to feel like that, right? You know what I'm saying? I shouldn't have to wonder and feel and hope and pray that the defense going to make a stop. It should be consistent. I should be shocked when they don't make a play. I should be just as shocked at Drew Brees driving down the field in the fourth quarter that they don't convert or, or take a lead. I should be just as shocked defensively as I would with Drew Brees. It is sad, folks. It is sad. It is sad that we have subjected ourselves to having to clap. You know what I'm saying? Like we clapping for a four-year-old because the defense make a stop. This is ridiculous, folks. The, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. If you keep on parading the same players out here who don't have it, who ain't got it, if you keep on bringing these same guys out here, you're going to continuously have the same issues. And as long as Sean Payton wants to hold on to his friends, and we know this is true, because how long did he hold on to Joe Vinton crew back in the day? How long? How long did he hold on to those guys before fans were like, man, bro, come on. Like, get these dudes up out of here. And even when he signed a defensive coordinator, he didn't even allow that defensive coordinator to try to get his guys. He didn't, he didn't, uh, he didn't incorporate the defensive coordinator and sit down with him and be like, okay, so you're the defensive coordinator. Who would you like to bring in? Who you think would help and assist you to make a better defense? He still goes out here, he'll get a Greg Williams or a Rob Ryan. But he still get those same old usual suspects at the linebacker uh, position, at the secondary position. Wants to keep these guys around. Get rid of the lightweight. Get rid of them. Get rid of the lightweight. It is a tough decision to make. Trust and believe. I know it's hard to get rid of that person that has been loyal to you, that has been devoted to you, that has held you down. But if they slowing you down, let them go. It's as simple as that. Let them go. And it's getting ridiculous, folks. It's getting ridiculous. But what I'm saying about is with Marcus Williams, man, great ball skills, but we're having the same issues, man. We're having the same issues. And honestly, he seems like he's regressed. Maybe it's me, but it seems like he's regressed. And um, it's not a good look, man. It's not a good look for a guy to be as talented as he is. And you know the sad thing about it, folks? I'm going to be real with you. I'm going to be real. When Marcus Williams leaves the Saints and he goes to a credible team that's good on defense, let's just say, for example, he he goes to the Rams. I guarantee you Marcus Williams will be a much better player than he is for the Saints. I guarantee you. It is going to tick you off when you see how good Marcus Williams is going to become. Just like it ticked us off when Malcolm Jenkins left the Saints, went to Philly, and became a much better version of himself. It's going to happen, folks. And you know why? Because the Rams understand, oh, if this doesn't work, well, we got to get rid of this person. You know what I'm saying? Look how well the defense is playing. Look how well the defense of the Rams are playing, right? 
they let some of those guys go. They let go of the lightweight. They're, they're willing to change some things around. They're willing to be aggressive in free agency. They are willing to make phone calls. But not the Saints. They just, I don't know, man. They're just steady trying to put a, a square peg into a round hole. What in the hell is going on? What the hell is going on? We have the same, like, we have the same topics, the same frustrations every single year, who that nation. It's, I'm serious. And we talk about the same stuff. We talk about Sean Payton inability to run the football. We talk about the defense not being able to get off the field on third down. We talk about them not being able to get three and outs on opening drives. We talk about the secondary giving up big plays. We talk about them, uh, you know, them warranting flags all the time. This has been the same topic of conversation, plug and play. I mean, honestly, take one guy out, put another guy in. It's the same issues, the same freaking issues, folks. I mean, this is nothing new. It's rinse and repeat. So what are you going to do? Like, seriously, what are you going to do? It's so many times you can just look at the players. You got to look at the coaching staff. But if the, if the player's not getting it too, then you got to get them up out of here, man. You got to get them up out of here. Why is it that these guys that are really good not living up to, to their potential? Why is it that somebody like Marshawn Lattimore, who has all the ability in the world to be a shutdown corner, is not being a shutdown corner? How is it that a guy like C.J. Garner-Johnson, who was playing really well last season in his rookie campaign, looks like a mere shell of himself out there getting roasted and toasted um, playing a nickel? How is it that you continuously keep P.J. Williams on the team just because he can shoestring tackle better than some? But if you put him out there in coverage, he's a defensive liability. What in the hell is going on here? Why is it so hard for you to realize that it just does not work? It's a business. It's the NFL. Guys leave. Guys stay. Guys go other places. It's just a part of the business. Why is it that they just continuously try to make things work that clearly do not work? I have not a clue. But let me go ahead and open up the chat. Thank you all so much for being a part of the show. We're going to start with uh, Kent. Uh, he has been bad. Yeah, man, if we talk about Marcus Williams, yeah, this is not his best season as a Saint at all. At all. I'm very disappointed in Marcus Williams. Uh, you would think that a guy uh, that – I mean, as good as he played his rookie season, I mean, he's forever going to be known until he actually does something spectacular. He has to win like defensive player of the year or something like that in order for him to, uh, you know, get rid of that whole Minneapolis miracle thing. You would think that he would try to elevate his game, but some guys got it and some guys don't. I'm sorry. Uh, I've been saying that about Marcus for a few years. Look, man, he has not been as bad as he is this season. I, I, I mean, he has not been that bad. This season, I don't know what the heck going on. LOL, that's how it works. Uh, Antonio says, it's the scheme we run. It's not. It's the coaching, man. It's the coaching. Eli Apple still trash. Well, he better, than, he better than some of these other corners that we have. And honestly, who are we to talk about anybody's secondary right now? Who, who are we to talk about anybody's secondary? As tragic for the exception, like honestly, for the exception of Janora Jenkins, who else in that secondary? Do you, you know what I'm saying? Who, who in that secondary you can just be like, you know, playing better than Eli Apple? You know, seriously, you know, who, who else? Who else in that secondary for for the exception of Janora Jenkins is worth being talked about? 
Why is that? So I, I'm not going to talk about nobody uh, as far as I'm concerned, man. They they stink. Uh, that's a great point. Bad coaching and bad technique teaching. And also, I just feel like uh, I, I feel like they're not really they're not really pushing uh, or, or requiring some type of expectation. I, I really don't. I feel like guys are not being held accountable. I, I really don't. I, I really feel like guys aren't being held accountable. Maybe, you know what I'm saying, maybe they are to, on, a, on a lower scale, but I don't know, man. I don't feel like guys being held accountable. I, I really don't. We keep preaching the same things, and it's going to be the same thing over and over again. So I try. Uh, they have to see uh, really what it is. Yeah. I mean – I just I just feel like I just feel like man if we think that the Saints are uh are elite defense and we just think that it just automatically they just gonna turn the corner and all of a sudden they just gonna start playing better defensively, man. Come on, bro. What week are we going to do? This is week eight. This that this is half of the season. Y'all serious? And we having the same issues. Like I said, anybody that's, that's been on State of the Saints podcast for the last couple of days, in the words of my mom. She used to tell me all the time, son, when a person shows you who they are, you believe them. What the Saints have shown us is that secondary sucks. Week after week, we need to clean it up. We need to clean it up. Like, honestly, man, look, you can get a Hoover vacuum cleaner. You can get some some resolved carpet. You can get some, uh, you know what I'm saying, some deodorizers. You can get whatever the hell you want. You know what I'm saying? You ain't going to clean it up no better than that. You know what I'm saying? Like, honestly. This is absolutely pathetic right here. You can get everything you want. You know, any cleaning supply you want, still won't be able to clean up the issues that are going on in New Orleans in the secondary. And honestly, man, I'm over these coaches. Like, seriously, I'm over these coaches. That is the only way things are going to change in New Orleans. It's, it's, it's the truth, folks. That is the only way things are going to change. Dennis Allen has to go. I'm sorry. He has got to go. Okay, the only person that is worth keeping on that defense is the defensive line coach. He can stay, but everybody else from the linebacker uh, position, uh, from the secondary position, all them dudes got to go. They, they got to get up out of here, man, because it's just not working. It's not working. They are showing, like, honestly, if these guys aren't bad, then they're making these guys look bad. Like, seriously, they're making these guys look bad. They're making these guys look like they're dumb. I'm just being honest. They're making these guys look like they don't have no good skills. They're making these guys look soft. Yes, I'm calling for what it is. Soft. And, and since we're talking about soft, how how good does Michael Thomas actually look right now? For all those people, man, he being a diva. Man, he being a diva. He fighting in practice. Man, I wish I did have some people with the mind frame in that secondary like a Michael Thomas. We need more Michael Thomases up in here. Like, seriously. We need more guys like that. I ain't saying you want to steal off on people at practice, but you need somebody that's competitive. You need somebody uh, with an edge. You need somebody, you know what I'm saying, that can turn it on. That's what you need. That's that's what's missing in this secondary. No headhunters. You know what I'm saying? Like, we ain't got no headhunters, no rough riders, no nothing in that secondary. Guys, I feel like guys be getting pumped. You know what I'm saying? Like, where, like where's your heart at? Where's your heart at? Janora Jenkins is the only one out there to me consistently has heart. You, I mean, Marshawn Lattimore, he'll have heart when the elite uh, wide receiver come to town. 
But what happening when those guys are not elite? I mean, where your heart at, bro? I'm questioning dudes' heart in the secondary. Because if you out there get smoked, roasted, and toasted like that, man, you can't have a heart. You got to be soft. Like, seriously, man, I do not want no choir boys on the Saints team. I don't, man. If guys doing stuff in the community, that's, that's fantastic, man. But when you're on the field, where's your heart? Where the Rough Riders at, man? Where the dudes that's getting in people's face? Where, you know what I'm saying? Where them dudes at? Like, honestly, man, where's the dude that people feel? Like, nobody on the Saints defensive line, nobody feels. Not even Cam Jordan. Nobody on this defense, nobody fears at all. Why is that? Why is it, man? Why is it that we're still having the same issues? Where's the accountability at? Where's that? Y'all help me out with that. Where's the accountability, man? Where's that guy that says, man, I'm going to put it on me? Y'all say, follow me. Demario Davis probably the only one that you can make an argument for when it comes to that. Follow me. I don't see none of that in the secondary. Where that's at? Where, where is that at? I don't know, man. I'm fired up this morning. I'm sorry, y'all. Talking about the defense. <coughs> soft as a baby's bottom. Straight up. Straight up. This is a soft cottonell tissue secondary. What the enforcers at, man? What what they at? What they at? What where are the playmakers? Where they at? I wouldn't even be honestly, I swear to you, I wouldn't even be mad if a dude jumped in front of a coverage or something like that, or tried to make a play to be a risk taker. Where are the playmakers? Where they at? Where are the playmakers, man? Where's somebody that's not afraid to dive and jump in front of a pad? Where's a guy that'll go up there, you know what I'm saying? And and when it's a wide receiver screen, you know what I'm saying? Put the fear, fear of God in a dude. Where they at? Where they at, dude? Like, seriously, man. Where, where they at, dude? Where they at, dude? In the words of T.I., where they at? You know what I'm saying? Where they at? You know what I'm saying? DJ Jubilee, where they at? Where they at? Where they at? You know what I'm saying? Where they at? Please let me know. Where they at? <laughs> the refs got them men shook. Penalties overflow. When they play with grit. Look, I don't care. Like, <laughs> that, that's the thing. <sighs> who, <laughs> who would be mad at these dudes if they playing aggressive? Like, seriously. Like, <laughs> they be holding because they be getting beat. If there was this out there laying of wood, or if it was like ticket tack, then cool. But seriously, man, <laughs> what he ain't. Like, seriously, who would get mad at this secondary if these dudes was out here making plays? Who would be out here if somebody, you know what I'm saying, put a hit out on somebody? I ain't saying, like, no bounty stuff, but let's just say, for example, they, they hit somebody or whatever like that, and they get flagged for a defenseless player or something like that. I ain't saying being dirty, but I'm just saying, like, let these people know you here. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think there was a coach that was mad at DJ Swearinger for that hit that he put on Chris Godwin. Because to me, that looked legal as I don't know what. I guarantee you they, they ain't yelling their face talking about no flag. That's the type of rough riders that you need, man. You need them dudes, man. You come across the middle, man. You better know I'm here. You better know I'm here. Where they at, man? Where the playmakers at? Where, where, where the rough Where the dogs at? Please tell me. Please tell me, man. Please tell me. That's, that's all I want to know, yo. Excuses, man. Forget the reps. Exactly. 
Exactly. We need to start asking ourselves this question, who that nation? Why is it that we are putting ourselves in a position for the referees to determine our fate? Why are we not looking at this? Why are we not looking at this, who that nation? Why is it that the games are so nip and tuck? Why is it that the games are so close? Are you telling me a team that for the last three years has had the best record in the NFL? Are you telling me a team that has lost about three games in the last seven years in October? Are you telling me that this team is not good enough to impose their will on the opposition? Every game got to be close. Everything got to come down to the wire. Why is that who that nation? Why is that? It's because the defense can't stop nobody. If the off, like, honestly, if the offense don't play well in a game, who can say, man, well, at least the defense, they're going to hold it down for us until the offense figure it out? Hell no. If the offense struggles, the defense going to, you know what I'm saying, and the defense struggling, come on, man. Like, <laughs> let's look at let's look at the Chargers game. Look no further than that. The offense started off struggling. Justin Herbert went out there picking them boys apart, picking them boys, you know what I'm saying, like left and right, doing them boys dirty. All of a sudden, Drew Brees gets hot and gets them back in the game, forced overtime, and they win in overtime. But why, why are we in this position? Why are we in this position with that nation? It's because the defense can't stop nobody. If the offense is not on, if, if Drew Brees is not playing at his best, if Alvin Kamara is not, you know what I'm saying, like making guys look foolish, then they ain't going to do nothing because we don't have a defense that can complement this offense. So we're always going to be playing playing catch-up, or if we have a lead, it's going to be hard for us to keep it around. So Drew Brees got to keep on, you know what I'm saying, go toe-to-toe, you know what I'm saying, Apollo Creed, uh, Rocket Balboa style. I take your hit, you take my hit. I punch you in the face, you punch me in the face. And, and hopefully, you know what I'm saying, I can stand up before you by the counter 10. It's because of this defense. And I'm tired of blaming the referee. Do I feel like the referees have it out for the Saints? Yes. But honestly, folks, if you're in an abusive relationship, man, if somebody is abusing you, talking to you, saying all kinds of negative things to you, are you going, you know what I'm saying? Are, are you going to do something about it? Or are you going to stay there and take it? If somebody keep treating you like garbage, are you going to sit around and just allow them to treat you like garbage? Now, if you're in that position, please leave. But for the most part, you're going to do something about it. You're going to say, excuse my friend, who the hell are you talking to? Who you think you, you can't do me like this? Take it out of their hands. The referees obviously have something against the Saints. I've said this on social media. I'm not backtracking that. But if you know somebody has it out for you, don't make it easy on them. I, if it was me, I'm trying to play defense better. I'm trying to get better technique. I'm trying to make sure that everybody in the NFL knows that I'm the best at my position, that we are the best team in the league, period. You want you, you want to try to you want to try to take this game from me? Now nah, I'm gonna take it from y'all. And I'm gonna make y'all sit on them whistles. I'm gonna make y'all, you know what I'm saying, keep them whistles right there down by your stomach. That is what I'm gonna do. Because I'm going to impose my will on the opposition. We're going to play good, solid football. And we're going to show you that we're better than the opposition. But as long as these games close, as long as they nip and tuck, you know what I'm saying? We we, we just holding our, our, our fingers together, cross like this, hoping that the defense make a stop. 
hoping that the referees just call it right down the middle. Like, give me a break, man. Give me a break. What, what are we doing here? What the hell are we doing? Are we expecting the, the, the referees to give us something these days? Obviously not. Obviously it's not going to do it. They're not going to give us nothing. So take it from them. Take it out of their hands. Get your power. You know what I'm saying? Get your power back. Don't give them nothing. I'd be interested in a trade for Griffin. We need more pass rushers. Yeah, absolutely. I definitely would be uh, calling up Everson Griffin. Look, I don't feel like nothing has changed. Honestly, I don't feel like nothing has changed between, uh, you know, the beginning of the season and now. If you was going that hard to try to get Jadavion Clowney, you need to have that same energy about Everson Griffin. Okay, to me, Everson Griffin still has something left in the tank. So might want to make that phone call. And all you got to do is give up $6 million. Last time I checked, they still got about $10 million on the book. So why? why? You know what I'm saying? Like, go ahead and, and, and use that money. Thanks, Saints buyers before deadline. They need to be. They need to do something. Uh, it's been the same thing for Drew Career in New Orleans. No defense. Yep. No defense. Absolutely. And um, look, we can't do nothing but blame Sean Payton for this. Okay. I mean, I know we talk about Drew Brees and his salary, but that's not Drew Brees' fault. Okay. I mean, if you work for about 10, 15 years and you got all these different merits over the years and you maxed out and all of a sudden, you know what I'm saying? You making more money in a, in a company uh, decides that uh, the, you know, the entry levels, they're going to change the salaries, but they want you to, you know what I'm saying? What they, oh man, you know, we decided to change the salaries. You know what I'm saying? You making way too much money. We wanted you to take a pay cut. Heck no. You're going to be like, nah, man, I've been here all this time. I earned mine. So that's not his fault. Okay. Sean Payton, Mickey Loomis should have put themselves in position rather once again, holding on to old uh, scouting coaches that was bringing in straight trash up in here. Uh, you know what I'm saying? The defensive uh, coordinators that they had over the years, keeping them guys around too long, skill uh, skill coaches, keeping them around too long, not letting these guys go, thinking that they got the best of the best, the creme de la creme, which they probably didn't, you know what I'm saying, don't feel that way. But they my friends. They my buddies. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? They're giving up all these plays. Yeah, we always ranked in the bottom of the, of the league in defense, but these my buddies, man. What are we going to do on Friday night? Are we going to play pool? Are we going bowling? Are we going to Emerald Legacy? I heard he had a new entree that he wanted us to try. Get the hell out of here, okay? You know what I'm saying? Like, I love my friends, man. Shouts out to all my buddies. I've been rolling with these dudes since my sophomore year of college. But one thing I would not do, like, I, I wouldn't want to hire my friends. And if I, you know what I'm saying? Because I wouldn't want to hire my friends because I know there's a possibility that if they're not doing their job, I might have to have a conversation with them. And a conversation may not be good. And it might end up jeopardizing our friendship. But what kind of friendship do we have if I can't be blatantly honest with you? You know, <laughs> if I'm cool with Dennis Allen, oh, and he did <laughs> a crazy thing. He was uh, your special, I mean, he was your secondaries coach during the Super Bowl, uh, during the Super Bowl run, right? Like, obviously, this guy knows that it's, this defense is not doing well so if i come to you and say man you know what dennis this ain't working out man you know what i'm saying i thought that we'll be at this particular point but we not uh i think it's best for us to go in another direction if dennis <laughs> if dennis had any brains if dennis was being real with himself 
he'll be like, yeah, you know what, Sean, I know that's a tough conversation for you. So, you know, I appreciate you or whatever like that, man. Thank you for the opportunity and walk out because, you know, man, I mean, look at the analytics, man. Look at the analytics. Anything about Dennis Allen's defense tells you that he deserves another contract or another year as a defensive coordinator. Seriously, folks. Seriously. What has Dennis Allen done for him to continuously keep these jobs? Every time this guy goes up against an elite or above average offensive coordinator, he gets exposed. He gets exposed for being the average, mediocre defensive coordinator that he is. And that's exactly what the Saints have been over the past, what, four to five years he's been a coordinator. Average at best. Okay, they might have one or two games where they play lights out and we like we turn the corner only for them to give up big play after big play, long pass after long pass, uh, blown assignments. How many times do we have to subject ourselves to this before you realize that it just ain't it? Seriously. How, how long, man? How long? These coaches are stealing money, to say the least. But I don't even want to say they're stealing money. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it ain't they ain't even stealing money. This is the equivalent of me knowing that you own this establishment. I come behind your counter and I open your safe, and you just looking at me, take the money out and walking out. That's what this is right now. Like I ain't even I'm not even sneak thieving you right now. I'm blatantly stealing from you in your face. Like, seriously, I'm taking the money out the cash register, looking at you in the eyes. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm doing this to you. Thank you. And I'm walking out the store. That's what I'm doing to your, uh, <laughs> to you right now. I am, I, I'm not even being a sneak thief. I'm in your face taking your money. I'm taking your guap in front of you. I'm taking your Skrilla right in front of your eyes. And you ain't doing nothing about it. Nothing. Not a thing. Kareem says it's time for the no-namers to turn to gamers. Well, Kareem, when that happens, let me know. Let me know, man. It's time. It's definitely time. But you know what, Kareem? It's been time. Uh, it, it's been time. It, it was time in 2018. It was time in 2019. It was time this year. And, and you know the thing about it is the sad thing? You would think that guys would be stepping their game up because – even if the Saints aren't going to pay you, you are still auditioning for other teams. That's what people don't understand. If, if, if Sheldon Rankins, if, if he balls out and the Saints can't keep him, hell. What, you know what I'm saying? Cincinnati looking, Cleveland looking, Green Bay looking. You know what I'm saying? Some other team is looking at you and saying, you know what? Dang, you know what I'm saying? That man balling out. What? And you know what? He's going to be a free agent after this year. You know what? Man, man, keep his name, you know what I'm saying? Keep his name out there, man. Let me let me know how he turns out. Telling your scout team. Man, tell me, man, let me know how, how his season turns out. Tell me, keep me posted. That's what you're doing, man. You're auditioning. You know what I'm saying? Marcus Williams, like I said, I didn't think he was going to come back. Looking at the situation, looking at the, the cap, I knew he wasn't going to come back. You auditioning for another team right now. And you know what this saying? You, you're telling everybody right now that, you know what I'm saying, you you can be like a, maybe like a role player, a rotation player or something like that. Maybe go out there, you know what I'm saying, add something to the Jaguars or something like that, like a play for the Jets. You know what I'm saying? That's what you're saying right now. That's, that's what you're telling me because it's damn showing you telling me that you want some elite money. You ain't telling me you want some Eric Weddle money when he was up. You ain't, you, you ain't telling me you want some, some Earl Thomas money like when he was up. What you're telling me is 
that you're going to be a middle-of-the-pack player and you want middle-of-the-pack money. You know, so where your pride at? That's what I'm saying, man. Where your heart at? Usually dudes play, like, when they got empty pockets, they play desperate. They play desperate because they understand, man, look, I got to make sure that when I'm up, I get the best money as possible. I'm trying to build some generational wealth, so I want to put myself in position to earn that generational wealth. What you're doing right now, man, you're just taking yourself out of the sweet stage. You're taking yourself out of the sweet stage, man. You're making yourself look like hot garbage, straight up hot garbage, trash. Nobody wants to see your tape. Burn that tape. Who else? What else is on? Change the channel, whatever you want to call it. That's what you're doing right now because ain't nobody going to want you. You know what I'm saying? Nobody wants you, man, if you're out there blowing coverages like this. Uh, TJ, what do you know about DB uh, Key Washington Jr.? Uh, we heard good things about him this summer, just like Marquez Calloway did keep fall off the map. <laughs> and that's a funny thing that you said this. That's that's a funny thing. That's oh my goodness. I know, I mean, I I know I look, I know I'm sounding like man, I just gotta be real. I'm sorry. I love the Saints, but we just gotta we just gotta be honest here. VV, you just you just put something on my mind. Michael Thomas was hurt, right? Uh, you know what I'm saying? Marquez Callaway was in a lineup. Can somebody please tell me how many passes were thrown the way of Marquez Callaway when Michael Thomas was hurt and Emmanuel Sanders was on the field? I can tell you three. Three passes, four targets, right? You know what I'm saying? He caught three passes. He was getting a pass a game. Michael Thomas goes out. Emmanuel Sanders goes out. Who led the team in catches that day? Marquez Callaway. You know what that's telling me who that nation? If it wasn't for Michael Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders getting hurt, we would never have known how promising Marquez Callaway was. We wouldn't have known. We wouldn't have known how good this guy could be or how he has potential. We wouldn't have. We would have continuously saying his name from the rooftops, Marquez, Marquez, Marquez. And the guy went out there eight catches, 75 yards. We wouldn't have never have known that. That is what I've been preaching, who that nation. That is why I said these guys hold on to these guys. They put these dudes on the field. They put these dudes on the field that because they are lazy. They don't want to coach these other guys up. You coached up Marquez Callaway and he led the team in catches. Keep in mind, he was he was playing opposite of a guy who has been in the in, in, in the in the system for three years in Traquan Smith, and he had more yards and catches than him. And this is his first year. He's a rookie. Are you kidding me? We would not have ever known how good Marquez was. We wouldn't have never seen that potential if if these two guys uh got hurt. This guy should have had a touchdown in that game. He should have had about 80 plus yards if, if the if the referees went on that bull. So to your Keith Washington question, hell yeah, we need to see this guy. I don't know what he has. I'm pretty sure he can't be no worse than what I've seen in the secondary. Could he not? I mean, <laughs> I mean, they already blowing coverages and out of position. I mean, what worse can he do? What, what worse can Key Washington do? If Key Washington goes out there and gets smoked for 15 yards, would anybody be like, dang, maybe he ain't it? I mean, everybody getting smoked. Everybody getting roasted and toasted. Everybody is a Hershey s'more right now. 
everybody got smoked. So what's the difference between you trying to see what Keith Washington has and any other member of the secondary? So if the guy goes out there and he plays pretty well, like, dang, maybe we got something. Mark, just like Marquez Callaway. But the New Orleans Saints, they want their guys. They want their dudes. They want their people to be on the field. Win, lose, or draw. Keep on playing like that. And watch the Tampa Bays of the world and the Green Bay Packers of the world and the Seahawks of the world beat you when it matters most. Got to keep on, keep on doing it because it's not freaking working. It's not working. It's not. We wouldn't have, like, honestly, we wouldn't have never known. We wouldn't have never known how good Callaway was. We wouldn't even have known if Deontay Harris can run a dig route. We wouldn't even knew it. You know, like Deontay Harris was running the hell out them dig routes. Would we have known that? Would Deontay Harris would have scored his first touchdown in his career if those two guys were playing? Hell no. So you had, like, think about this, who that nation. The struggles of the Saints offense over the past couple weeks. We up here questioning Drew Brees' arm strength and ability to get the ball down the field. And here was a guy, number 12 who could have easily been implemented inside of your offense and probably would have made it better. But yet you sat on this guy until a guy got hurt. And not only did the guy go out there and, and exceed expectations, I mean, he blew us out the water. Like, seriously. So, and all of that happened because two guys got hurt. Uh, bruh, that is one of the biggest coaching flops i ever seen in my life. Seriously. Seriously. That, that I mean, <laughs> you sitting on that type of talent. You don't keep that type of talent on a bench. You don't. Shame on them. And, and, and you know, saying it also, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at this. Shouts out to John. Good point. Look at Boston Scott. Look at Boston Scott and what he's doing for Philly. You know, so, I mean, I kind of understand that. I'm, kinda, I'm not too mad at that. I'm not too mad at that. But I'm what I get what you're saying as far as like with the talent standpoint, I, that makes a lot of sense, John. But I do understand why the Saints felt like you know they could have let him go because I mean they had an embarrassment of riches when it comes to the running back. So I'm not mad at that at all. I'm not. I mean, <laughs> I don't think anybody is mad at the production that uh that Alvin Kamara is giving you catching the ball out of the backfield and also uh, catching the ball like he is a wide receiver. Callaway was the next man up in a game Sunday. Jerry, he was the next man up, but the question is, why was he even the next man up? He should have been on the field in the first place. What, what, like, yes or no? I, I would like to see this in in the, in the comments. Do you feel like Marquez Callaway should have been a starter since day one, being a part of the rotation, offensive rotation since day one? But what you've seen in week seven, do you think they should have tried to implement that dude somehow in in the game plan? Look, we didn't even like we wouldn't have known how good he is on special teams as Deontay Harris and get hurt. He ran he ran the ball and get the kick returns and the punt returns back really well in that game, right? So we knew he can do, be something special on special teams. And now look what he's doing out there in the absence of Michael Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders. So so somebody tell me, right or wrong, should this guy have been playing since since day one? Probably would have like honestly, he probably would have been way better. Uh, we ready for y'all week nine. Uh, I don't know. Are you saying, is that a Buccaneers fan? Oh, okay. 
Man, look, no disrespect to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan, but my only question is, man, where the hell y'all been at all this time? Y'all, y'all coming out the trees right now, and, and you know, I, I don't understand it. Like, I, I would see Falcon fans on here. I would see uh, Carolina Panthers fans come across here, but I ain't see no Tampa Bay fans. Now all of a sudden, y'all winning and y'all y'all getting the majority of the of the news, uh, you know, the news stories and stuff like that because of Tom Brady. And all of a sudden, y'all want to talk about like y'all been cold this whole time. Like, come on, man, give me a break. Like, even if Tampa end up winning the division. Like, y'all still got to play catch-up. Y'all haven't been in it. Like, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers haven't been nothing for over a decade. Do people understand this? Like, the last time these guys, I want people to understand this. While Tampa, you know what I'm saying, coming in and trying to infiltrate groups and talk about the Saints and we ready, I want people to understand this. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers have not made the playoffs since the Bush administration. Do y'all understand that? They have not made the playoffs since the Bush administration. Obama has been president twice, and now Trump is the president. And now we're about to transition, y'all said, to another election. Y'all have not been to the playoffs since George W. Bush Jr. was president. But yet, y'all still want to come on to these shows, come in these groups, like y'all running us out like T.I. What the hell is going on here, man? Seriously, I'm happy for you. Like, seriously, man. It's all, like, honestly, it's all fun and games. It's, it's just friendly robberies. I, I like when teams that have been down get up. But come on, man. I, I Look, I understand your optimism. I understand your happiness. But come on, man. Like, seriously, y'all have not done a damn thing since George W. Bush, since George Herbert Walker Bush Jr. was president. So please, please, (laughs) for the love of all things holy, stop coming to these groups like y'all been running a show. Y'all looking really bad. Y'all acting as if Tom Brady won these six championships with y'all. Y'all acting as if Gronk won these championships with y'all. Y'all using a a team, y'all using a quarterback that's already established, that's already cemented himself as arguably the greatest of all time. And now y'all think, just what y'all think y'all guilty by association? Give me a break, man. Like, I'm glad that y'all ready. I'm glad that y'all are ready for the Saints, but at the end of the day, the Saints are going to beat y'all. It's just as simple as that. I'm sorry. The Saints are going to, like, I, I mean, maybe somebody may run this, this back, but I got confidence in my team. The Saints going to beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And, and as the game get close, I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. And you know the logic of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers while, we, while we're talking about this? Their logic is they beat Green Bay and they beat the Raiders, two teams that the Saints lost to, and they beat them by a certain amount of points, so they're just automatically going to beat us. It's about schemes, man. And not to mention, y'all playing the same division as the Saints. And (laughs) while y'all out here blowing people out of the water, thank y'all very much for putting a lot of stuff on tape and a lot of exotic plays so the Saints can actually see what y'all are doing. So congratulations to that. Thank you for dropping back with Tom Brady for over 40-plus times in the game so the Saints can have all these different looks. 
the Saints are going to beat Tampa. It's just as simple as that. It's not going to be. It probably won't be by a whole bunch of points. It might be by one. It might be by three. Who knows? But all I know is the Saints are built different than the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Saints are a different breed. I mean, look at the Chargers game. Look at the game this past week against the Carolina Panthers. People are not people won't sing Tom Brady's praises and, and hail to the chief and all that kind of stuff. They won't do all that with Tom Brady, but they fail to look at the fact that Drew Brees went into New Orleans and beat a Carolina Panthers team with no star receivers, guys from the practice squad and Alvin Kamara. That's who that dude went and went and beat the Carolina Panthers with. So miss me with that stuff about who y'all beat. The Saints are going to beat Tampa Bay because they built different. Tampa ain't ready for this. I, I've heard this all the time. We've seen it with the Los Angeles Rams. We've seen it with the 49ers to a certain extent, even though the Saints lost that game. They'll, here goes a hot, a hot team coming to, you know what I'm saying, playing against the Saints, and everybody just thought, you know what I'm saying, that team was just going to come in and beat the Saints. And lo and behold, the Saints held their own against the 49ers, and they beat the, the Rams in week eight a year before that. So y'all can have Tom Brady. Jan Brady, Greg Brady, y'all can have Antonio Brown, James Brown, Nino Brown. It don't matter. The Saints are built different. Sorry. It is what it is. It is what it is, man. They 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 look good. Don't get me wrong. But the Saints are built different. I, I'm just being honest. The Saints are built different. Definitely ain't no Super Bowl contender. I'm not going to say they're not a Super Bowl contender. I ain't going to say that. I'm not, I ain't going to say, I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to say they're not a Super Bowl contender. What I'm saying is the Saints can beat them. And that's not even me being a homer. The Saints are built different. Like, do they think like the Saints are like, I don't know. The Saints is built different. You're not going to blow out the Saints. You ain't like, you, you're not going to blow them out. Like if they, if they beat the Saints, it's going to be close. It's going to be like last possession. You're not going to beat the Saints. That's one thing you can't say about the saints if the saints lose the game gonna be close like they ain't they not gonna give you nothing they not gonna give you nothing seriously when if you play the saints you're gonna know you played the saints yeah like and especially like that's that's the one thing that's one thing that frustrates us and i want uh tampa bay fans to understand that too the thing that frustrates us as saints fans it's not when the Saints play teams that's elite. They ball the hell out. It's the teams that when they they not considered elite. That's when they go out there and they lay an egg. Like, think about this, man. Think about all the games the Saints have played over the years. A team has come into town. A team that's supposed to be a tough out. Man, Buccaneers, they, they, not, they not ready, man. They not ready. You know what I'm saying? They, they not ready. I'm sorry. Like, just call me a homer. And I, I I will I will die on the sword. I will, you know what I'm saying? I will lay on the sword for the for the Saints. I'm saying that the Saints gonna beat the Buccaneers. And I love it. I I'm I'm embracing this. I'm embracing. I want the media. Keep talking about Tampa. Keep gassing up this fan base. So 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 the pain can hurt even worse when they realize that the Saints are just built different. Please keep talking about it. Please, please, please continue to talk about how great Brady is. Keep on talking about how Gronk looked like he back. Please keep talking about it because it's going to feel so good. 
So good when they lose. So good. So good when they lose, man. I'm serious. Like I'm uh like these Tampa Bay Buccaneers fans, they need a reality check. You know, some things you just can't buy. You can't. You can't buy it. There's like you can't buy it. And you know what I'm saying? That goes to show you how to, you know, that and think about this, and then we're gonna move on. We start talking, you know, and then we're gonna move on. Think about this, folks. Tampa is putting all this, all this uh weaponry together, right? Getting all these running backs, paying for all these wide receivers and stuff like that. They're doing all this to catch the Saints. Do y'all see the Saints going out here making all these desperate, desperate moves and trying to sign this guy and that guy? No. You know why? Because the Saints already know, man. The Saints know that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are chasing them. They're not chasing the Buccaneers at all, okay? They're they not. And I'll just leave it at that. They're trying to beat us. We're not trying to beat them. And, oh, yeah, we already beat them. And we beat them pretty – I mean, honestly, they took back a touchdown by Alvin Kamara, right? They took back that touchdown. Let's keep that in mind. So we kicked their ass pretty well. you know. <laughs> so I don't know what they're talking about. I really don't. Oh, it was week one. Oh, he didn't have no chemistry with the players. He didn't have no chemistry uh, with the receivers. Um, did Drew Brees really have chemistry with Marquez Callaway? Uh, did he have any type of chemistry with Deontay Harris as being one of his primary receivers? Knock it off with that, man. But the Saints still went out there and they balled out. So miss me with that, man. Miss me with that. Uh, I was really pulling for Williams, especially after the Minneapolis miracle, but it's painfully clear he is a liability. Yeah, he definitely is. He, he definitely is right now. He is. Um, uh, here, here come here come my boy, DJ. TJ, you missing what makes the team great. Y'all team not great, DJ. Y'all saying I'm serious. Y'all, y'all not y'all not a great football team. I'm sorry. All y'all are is a collection of all pros that and y'all trying to chase the Saints. Y'all like y'all not structured and y'all not built like Tampa not built, man. T- Tampa is built to win football games. Like I, I I question if they back against the wall and somebody really applying pressure to them. Seriously. And it's only a matter of time. It's only a matter of time before the bottom drops. I'm serious. It's only a matter of time before the bottom drops. I will put the Saints squad up against Tampa squad any day. I'm serious. Like, the Saints are better than Tampa. You know what I'm saying? The, the, the Saints are better than Tampa, straight up. The Tampa Big Buccaneers got a, a good defense, but what did that get them against the Saints? You know what I'm saying? In week one, where did it get them? A loss. Uh, L straight up. And I think we're missing a very important part here, DJ. Sean Payton is just a better coach than Bruce Arians. And you know what I'm saying? Like, no disrespect to Ty Bowles, but Ty Bowles has never beaten a never beaten a Sean Payton offense. When he was the head coach of the Jets, when he was offensive coordinator of Cardinals, he has never beaten uh he has never beaten Sean Payton. You know what I'm saying? In a in a battle of wits. And I just feel like like when it when a game is on the line. Bruce Arians is going to put uh, Tom Brady in a position and his offense in a position to make a mistake. It is, I mean, it's just the truth. Think about this. Like, think about how he's approaching the whole Antonio Brown situation. Think about how he's approaching. uh, This is my team. This this ain't Tom Brady's team. This this is my team. Antonio Brown bet not say nothing. Okay. Seriously. 
That that's that's your, like you want to know why I feel like that's what's y'all downfall? Bruce Arians is y'all downfall, and it's only a matter of time. I'm telling you, it is only a matter of time before Bruce Arians calls y'all football game because, like, man, he don't know how to coach in crucial situations. He don't. Tampa Bay will win the division. Tom Brady has too many weapons around him now. And what that mean? What that mean? Uh, let's see. Uh, the Rams, who they had? They had Brandon Cooks. They had Robert Woods. They had Cooper Cup. You know what I'm saying? Defensively, they had Dominican Sue. They had Aaron Donald. They had uh, Michael Brockers. They had, you know what I'm saying, Robert Quinn. What did they get? Nothing at all. Zip, zilch, zero. Somebody please tell me. Somebody put down in the comments. When has an all-star team ever been assembled, won anything in the NFL? Tell me. When you ever seen an all-star team come together and win anything? I never seen it. All I know is this. (laughs) Bruce Arians is not a a better football coach than Sean Payton. And like I said, if it came down to a final possession, if we talking about driving the ball down the field – Bruce Arians, <laughs> Bruce Arians is not a good uh, football coach when it comes to that. Bruce Arians is a a, a a what they call a quarterback whisperer. Okay, you know what I'm saying. But the whispers that he's telling him is to throw interceptions. That's what he's doing because, like I said, he, he just he just not built that. He just not built that way. He just not. <laughs> he just not built. <laughs> like I'm telling you, if Tap Tampa is not going anywhere. With Bruce Arians as they coach. It's only a matter of time before he screw y'all up, screw y'all over. Uh only the Yankees in baseball. Can we acknowledge that the Saints DBs are talented? If so, does Dennis Allen need to do uh to get them to play up to their potential? Quit. <laughs> Quit. That's what he needs to do. Quit. Throwing the towel is over with. Done. Finito. Kaput. Uh shouts out to my boy DJ, man. He says, uh, <laughs> He said we leaking up there. <laughs> hey, I'll be serious with y'all, man. I'm, I'm just doing this because I know, because <laughs> I know I'm messing with him. <laughs> I know I'm messing with him, man. I'm just messing. <laughs> That's my guy, man. Shouts out to DJ. Man. I gotta mess with him, though. I gotta mess with my guy, man. That's my guy right there, man. Y'all check, y'all check DJ out, man. Never see Southbirds in that film. My boy Mike Ricks, man. man. <laughs> I know as soon as I thought talking about Tampa, I knew he was coaching up. Oh man, that's my guy, though, man. Recon says, "So who going to guard AB in the slot?" Honest question. No, I don't know. That's gonna be a tough one, but we'll figure it out, man. We'll figure it out. Uh, if Lattimore don't play nobody, he Mike Evans lights out. Yeah, yeah, he, he just uh, he lived to make that guy's life miserable. He lives for that. Who's gonna guard AB from himself? <laughs> Good point, Ben. Good point. Uh, honestly, I got this team going twelve and four. What do you think? Eleven and five. I got him going eleven and five. Look, I, I mean, I'm, I'm like I said. I don't mind eating crow when it comes to my my uh, squad, man. You know what I'm saying? I'm saying they're gonna be Tampa. So if somebody come back and be one, be saying, "Man, talk stuff." Nah, I will gladly eat that crow for my squad. I'm sorry. Uh, 
would you make any moves at the trade deadline big fan of the show by the way papa thank you very much man uh appreciate that wow i'm, I'm humbled by that comment man thank you i man, man I, it's always crazy you know what i'm saying when people you know man say stuff like that but uh do i think they need to um make any uh trades by the deadline I, I, only thing i can see see them doing if they can get everson griffin from dallas i wouldn't mind that uh so that's probably the only move that i would make getting another pass rush up in here you know i mean i mean you could get somebody from the secondary i don't know but i don't know man. i don't know how how much better they can get at this point i, I really don't not worried about a b uh yes a b gonna have 200 yards and three touchdowns if cj Carter johnson guards here yeah they're gonna have to do something man like like for real I think he's the only person that demands double coverage to, to me. You know what I'm saying? Like he's the only person that demands, uh, you know what I'm saying, double coverage. Uh, I, I feel like uh, Chris Godwin, as good as he is, I feel like you can man him. Uh, Mike Evans, I feel like you can man him. So, and uh, I don't know, Scotty Miller, that boy at LB. So, I mean, we got to keep that into account as well. But uh, I, I do just, I do feel like the Saints, uh, it's just to me i just think that they live for games like that they do because they they like being an underdog they like being an underdog and proving people wrong they do but tampa gonna find out man like they're gonna they're gonna realize they're gonna be in a dog fight if the saints beat panthers with no receivers they should be able to beat tampa if they have mike t and sanders and that's the thing right there like we got just as much offensive firepower as them. Don't like the only thing that separates them from the Saints are names. That's it. That that's the only thing that separates them are the names. We recognize their names. Chris Godwin, right? Mike Evans, Antonio Brown, Gronkowski. That's the only difference. You know what I'm saying? Like, right as of right now, who would you want? Would you want Gronk right now? Or would you want Jared Cook? Like, seriously, would you want, like, I mean, I wouldn't trade Michael Thomas for Mike Evans. I wouldn't trade Emmanuel Sanders for Chris Godwin. You know what I'm saying? The only one that you can just think about, maybe, you know what I'm saying, you can switch out is Antonio Brown. You know what I'm saying? But besides that, Saints, the Saints got just as much firepower offensively as Tampa. The only difference is, like I said, we recognize those guys' names. I, but I don't know, man. I That's why I just feel like, man, it just – it's just the nostalgia of, of them. For a Tom Brady, there's a Drew Brees. For a Leonard Fournette, there's an Alvin Kamara. You know what I'm saying? For a Ronald Jones, there's a Latavius Murray. That's what, like, that's what, like, for, you know what I'm saying? For a Williams, whoever they offensive lineman name, they got a, you know what I'm saying? They got an Armstead. I don't, I don't understand it. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't understand it. I mean, they got Devin White. You know what I'm saying? We got, shoot, man, we got Demario Davis. Demario Davis is a first-team All-Pro. So I really don't understand what people talking about. You know what I'm saying? I really don't. Cross says, too much Tampa talk today, TJ. That's because everybody talking about it now. You know what I'm saying? Like, everybody bringing it up. So, I'm a, of course, probably I'm going to talk about what people uh, want to say. Uh, I want what you drinking, uh, brother. Yeah, I don't know. Like I said, for every... For every person that the the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers have, the Saints can counteract that with their offensive players. Straight up. For Scotty Miller, they got a Deontay Harris. 
Every every one of them. Like, the only thing that separate them are names. Her Quinny Williams on trading block. Uh, we talking about Quentin Williams? Uh, probably is man. They, that's a that's a dumpster fire out there in um uh, in New York. They fear the Saints, bro. Well, I I don't know if they fear them, but like I said, for every everything they got, the Saints got just as much firepower offensively. Crazy how this show uh, the tide turns. Uh. I don't know what you mean by what a tie turns. What do you mean by that, uh, Banks? Uh, why are they not using number seven in new schemes? All teams know what he's doing. Flip the script. I don't know. I guess they're trying to make him a, a, a quarterback now. Just one first-round pick. Well, good luck with that. <laughs> TJ isn't the case again. Uh, again, AB is still open. Uh, AB is still open. You're saying as, as a question? Oh, uh, let's see. I don't know if you're saying that as a question or not. I'm not sure. Uh, Tyree says Tampa Bay fans coming out the closet. I see they forgot they uh, were uh, blown out in week one. Yeah, but they, you know, they making that excuse like they're a better team now, which they are. I'm not going like I'm not going to take it. I'm not going. I'm not going to knock them for that. You know, as far as you know, what I'm saying they playing the best football. They are playing the best football in the South right now, but they are beatable. They acting like honestly, they act like that twenty five point lead was like they held that the whole game or something. Like game just got out of control probably the last seven minutes of the game. Uh, Mike Nolan about to get canned. We should get him back. Yeah, as the linebackers coach, I agree with that. Nowhere around the defensive coordinator. Nowhere around that. Our secondary is supposed to be head and shoulders above Tampa. Should be, but it's not. <laughs> Uh, Brady always making white receivers look like the next coming of Jerry Rice. <laughs> yeah, man, Scotty Miller, uh, he, he definitely fit the mold of a of a Tom Brady type of wide receiver, man. A little short, really uh, deceptively, deceptively fast guy, but Scotty Miller ain't even deceptively fast. He uh, he run a 4-3. Uh, I'd rather have uh, Breeze than Brady. Well, you know, I would too. The way that Drew, Bre- Drew Brees been playing out his mind these last two games. Like I, I, I gotta admit that you know what I'm saying I, I mean I gotta eat a whole lot of crow you know what I'm saying like I, I got a big bowl of crow going on right now about Drew Brees but I ain't even mad at it. Uh, I take my dose of crow every single day but Drew Brees playing out his damn mind right now. Uh, best friends passed this year. Uh, we love watching you. Uh, thank you. Uh, man, I'm sorry to hear about your best friend uh you know may may he rest in peace and uh i, I appreciate the love man real talking uh thank you for the two dollars like I, I encourage you like just keep watching man i appreciate everybody i appreciate everybody man that uh that check out the show i, I really do you know i, I really do because i know y'all can be doing so much other things with your time uh tj would you uh make a move before the trade deadline safety corner pass rush perhaps uh yeah bobby um i, I would um I would try to get Everson Griffin, man. I, I really would. I would try to get Everson Griffin. Maybe like a six-round pick or something like that for him. And all they asking for is $6 million. So I'm like, come on, man. You know, I, I just feel like for, for the Saints, knowing that this is Drew Brees' last season, I feel like they need to be a little bit more desperate. Like, I, I mean, I, I just strongly believe that Drew Brees' is last season, but I, I just think that they're not really going all out. Like, they're not really – 
they're not really being as aggressive as I thought they would, knowing that this was Drew Brees last season. TJ, I have a hardcore question for you, bro. By the way, how long do you think TJ is going? Uh, TJ is going to happen with Antonio Brown's attitude before he ruins Tampa. I really want to know what you think, uh, Ramsey. Uh, shouts out to you, man. And if this is the Ramsey that called the, uh, yesterday, I really do appreciate it, my brother. Um, I don't know, man. I think he's probably going to uh, act right this time, you know, because I know he understands that this is his last chance. So I don't think that he's going to be a distraction. I don't. As long as he's still on social media, he should be fine. Uh, the case against the, his trainer. Uh, what what case against uh, who trainer, uh, Reggie? I'm sorry, man. I, if you, I, I didn't get that comment. I'm, I'm not sure uh, who you're referring to, so I apologize. Uh, we should go all out to get Stephon Gilmore also. Yeah, well, you know, anybody on the New England team is open for trade. But I think the Saints do need to uh, get aggressive. They need to get aggressive uh, with the play calling, get aggressive in, in the front office. Like, this is Drew Brees' last run, man. So I, I don't understand, like, why everybody just – I mean, I just feel like everybody just needs to step their game up. Like, they know this Drew last season. They They know it is. You know, the way that Drew been playing, you know what I'm saying? Like the, you know what I'm saying? The 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 drop off one game, you know what I'm saying? The then playing, balling out the next game, you know what I'm saying? They they know. He knows. You know, and I'm pretty sure they had that conversation. And if he and he be contemplating and thinking about retirement in offseason, trust and believe he, he really don't have that much time left. So like get aggressive. Even if he does decide, like if he was to come back and serve his two years right you know what i'm saying get it serve his you know what i'm saying two-year contract why not make this team you know what i'm saying as as close to perfect as you can if you actually pay attention notice how many teams uh in are many saints but you can't buy a super bowl uh let me see if you actually pay attention notice how many teams in are many saints yeah Man, I don't think you can buy no Super Bowl. I'm sorry. I, I haven't seen that yet. I haven't seen it yet. Any trades for our defense? Man, I don't know. Not right now. We're going to get to the bottom of it, man. I don't know if some of y'all probably know, but I already mentioned it. Uh, John DeShays is going to be on the show on tomorrow. Uh, he's going to be on 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 uh, Central. So y'all check it out, man. I'll be asking him some questions about that. Uh, Mike, thank you very much for the $5. He says, TJ, not sure how I found your podcast, but I truly appreciate the time and consistency you put in for our squad. Man, absolutely, man. Uh, thank you, Mike, for the $5, and I appreciate the, the comments. Man, I've been doing the State of the Saints podcast. We're going into our third season. Uh, man, I love the Saints. Uh, you know what I'm saying? For those that don't know, I was born and raised in New Orleans. Been following the Saints uh, since I was about four years old. So I say about 1990. And uh, I fell in love with her because of my grandmother, man. Shouts out to my grandmother. I know she's probably watching this right now. She watches all my episodes. I love you, uh, by the way. My grandmother has been a Saints fan since since the expansion. And uh, win, lose, or draw, man, she was always watching this team. My grandfather was a minister. So, you know, we had church every Sunday. But after church, man, my grandmother was hightailing at home. <laughs> my grandfather had to find a way to get to the house. <laughs> Because he liked to talk after church. And it's, it's very weird, man, because my grandmother is a huge football fan, but my grandfather's not. Like, my grandfather don't really like football. He don't understand, like, the whole 
you know, snapping a ball, running a ball one yard, one yard. He was like, if they had explosive plays every game, he said he'll watch it all the time. But yeah, it's because of my grandmother, man. I, I love love the Saints, man. You know, and um, you know, my big brother EJ, who's been on the show a couple of times, man, he played a huge role in that. Uh, my love for sports. So uh I appreciate y'all, man. You know, I'm this is a real show, it's an interactive show. Um, uh, yeah, I'm not one of those people that just, you know, what I'm saying just want to read your comments because you donate to the show. If you donate to the state of the saints, like I always say, I appreciate it, but it's not about that, man. I, I just want people voice to be heard. You know, I, I take a lot of pride that I, I know uh, some of, you know, the familiar names that come across my screen and the people that actually called the show, like my guy, Kimo, uh, the OG of the state of saying Jared poor, my guy, Bobby, who always sending me uh, messages of inspiration. Uh, you know what I'm saying? So many other people, you know what I'm saying? Josh and Jesus, my guy, uh, you know what I'm saying? Iceman T who comes on a lot. You know what I'm saying? Uh, King Arthur, uh, Chosen, you know, like so, so many different individuals, you know what I'm saying, that, that I know. So that's how we do it here, man. You you put your comments down there. You know, we try to read them, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, you, you all are just the biggest part of the show as me just sitting in front of this camera. So you all make the show. You know, you make it very easy for me, you know, me just reading your comments and uh, giving you my perspective on it. It's almost like, you know, like we're sitting in a room having a conversation, you know. So I, I appreciate y'all like from, from the bottom of my heart, man, real talk, you know. I'm going to continue to do this show no matter what, win, lose, or draw. Uh, Bounty Gate says, hopefully we can go 13-3, and three, get a bye week, and get that ring, but our defense needs a pay cut. Uh, we'll pay uh, – we'll put secondary – uh, does make them work uh they ain't going 13 and 3 bounty gate i'm sorry that's that's just the reality they're gonna they're gonna lose a few more games i mean <laughs> they're gonna lose a few more games this hopefully they win enough games to make to the playoff man if if they were just to get rid of um you know the dallas cowboys and the nfc east and give that spot to somebody else that's way more qualified you know they i think we'll be all right but they just got to keep winning, man. They, they got to keep winning. Uh, Brian says they were just talking about that, about the Rams. They keep their defense so simple uh, they can play fast. Yeah, shouts out to Wade Phillips. You know, Wade, Wade has those guys playing out their mind. Wade always, you know what I'm saying, Wade always has a good defense. And that's why I feel like the Saints need to call up Chris Richard. Call up Chris Richard. You know, he ain't in football right now. He at home chilling. You know, call call up Chris Richard and ask this man to coach your defense. You know, you know, uh, get somebody. We can't win a Super Bowl with this defense bottom line, man. We'll be lucky if we make the playoff with this defense. And if we do make the playoffs, I mean, it might be a quick exit, grand opening, grand closing. I mean, our secondary needs a pay cut, my bad, on the wording. Now, that's cool, man. They, they definitely... They definitely need a pay cut. No, no doubt about that. We need to put Haskins in. <laughs> no, we don't. <laughs> no, we don't. <laughs> Dwayne Haskins is is trash. I'm sorry, dude is dude is not good. He, I, I feel like he cares more about how he looks on the sideline and how you know what I'm saying like making sure that his sleeve is pulled up right and his and his glove and all that kind of stuff and how he looking and man, nah, bro, I don't need that type of stuff, man. Like, I, I feel like this, man. One thing I can say, I respect the hell out of Ron Rivera. 
I, I do, man. I don't think that if Rod Rivera knew that Dwayne Haskins can win him some football games, Dwayne Haskins would be here. I don't care if Kyle Allen is on the team. If Dwayne Haskins was coming in, being serious, there's no way in the world. There's no way in the world that he would allow this dude to get benched. I'm not buying into that whole, you know what I'm saying? Like, we like to make things about race and all that kind of stuff, but everything ain't, ain't always on that scale. Well, first off, <laughs> why would a Hispanic coach, you know what I'm saying, be <laughs> prejudiced against an African-American quarterback? I mean, two minorities, but I digress. I think it's just about, I think it's just about the X's and the O's. And I don't think that Dwayne Haskins takes it serious. I don't. I, I really don't. I have not seen a jump uh, from from the time where he was a rookie to the time now. And the fact that you have to contemplate if the guy should hit the field, they should. They he should have like some qualities he possess that you can be like, okay, you know what I'm saying? I think we got something here. We can build around that. But I don't know, man. He makes it so easy for a coach to be like, nah, that ain't it. So I don't think I, I'm not buying into all that, man. We we like to, you know, make everything about race. Sometimes, you know, sometimes they are, you know, what I'm saying, but not in this case, not at all. Um, I see exactly what everybody else sees. Uh, blacks mixed with black. George Zimmerman was Hispanic. What's your point? Uh, I don't, I don't understand what the George Zimmerman thing was with that. I don't I don't know. I don't know how we <laughs> I, I hope that we're not comparing a guy who gunned down a black uh 17 year old kid <laughs> over a black quarterback starting in the league like that that's that's like night and day night and day man next question uh Haskins is a bum uh Kyle Allen better uh the media is just delusional we have uh Patty Mahomes Deshaun Watson Russell, I guess you mean Russell Wilson and uh Kyler Murray represent minorities. Yeah, man, I don't want to make this thing about you know race and all that kind of stuff, man. I, I really don't, you know. But in that case, I just don't feel like it was because of him being uh black. Uh all our struggles are coming early. We should be uh be solid uh come postseason. That's a good way of looking at it, Banks, but I don't know, man. I I, I don't know. Uh, the Bears haven't looked good in any game uh, they played this year. Look, <laughs> nope, I'm not doing it. I'm not taking a bait. They need to take the Bears serious, man. I, look, they need to take them. They need to take them serious. I'm not buying it. I, I'm not buying it, man. The Bears can can beat the Saints. The Saints better take those guys serious. The Rams look like a serious playoff threat yesterday. Yeah, because the Rams are a serious playoff threat. They always are. Always have been. Uh, so, uh, if we brought uh, in a defensive consultant, that would at least be a start. Dennis needs help with the game plan. Guys still lost, and we are in week seven. Yeah, I mean, I just think that you just need to go with your guy right here and then blow the whole thing up. I'm going to read a few more, and then we're going to get up out of here, folks. It's been fun, man. Uh, let's go with Papa. Papa says, uh, should we regret not keeping Teddy two gloves over Taysom Hill? Uh, no, because... Drew Brees came back and most likely he wouldn't have kept Teddy anyway. Uh, I don't think Teddy would have wanted to sit on a bench for another year watching Drew Brees just so he can hope that the Saints 
allow him to be a starter one day. So, nah, we wouldn't have kept him. It was Drew Brees or Teddy Bridgewater. Since Drew Brees was coming back, bye-bye Teddy, you know. And if Teddy, you know, didn't play in the game, then maybe he would have still been playing for the Saints. But, I mean, that's what happened, man. And I'm not mad. I'm happy for Teddy Bridgewater. I'm happy that he was able to show the world what he can do. I'm glad that he's a starter. He did an outstanding job this past Sunday. Uh, he did. I mean, he, he he looked real good out there, man. No doubt about that. No doubt about it. Uh, Marcus says uh, most quarterbacks need time to develop just like Haskins. I'm not saying he is the best quarterback ever or best quarterback uh, right now, but still. Uh, Marcus, yeah, t- quarterbacks do need time to develop, but we have to understand something. You know, we as fans, we see guys. And we see them only one day out the week, and that's Sunday. We don't know what about these guys doing the little things in order for them to develop as a player. We don't know about these guys showing up to practice. We don't know about the guys actually understanding the X's and the O's. We don't understand, like, at practice, like, is his team actually following him and looking to him for leadership? Oh, we're not seeing if this guy's the last one to leave. We're not seeing if this guy understands different defensive packages and stuff like that. So it's easy for us as fans to say, man, they need to put this guy in. But we don't see the little things that that lead up to teams making that decision. And I must say, man, when I watch Dwayne Haskins, and I watched him on quite a few occasions, I'm not seeing development. I'm not seeing good decision making. I'm not seeing a guy that's making the right reads on a consistent basis. I'm not. And we can say, oh, it's because, you know, they, they changed up their coordinators. They changed up their teams. But at the same time, you, you want to see something out of that quarterback that you feel like you can build on. And I'm just being real. I don't see anything a team can build around when it comes to Dwayne Haskins. I, I, I don't. I've seen this guy play. I've seen how he willed and dealed. I just, I'm just not buying it. I'm just not, man. He He needs... He needs to sit down, man, and hopefully, you know what I'm saying, get like a, a, a great offensive-minded coach, you know, to be able to help him develop because right now, I must say, man, he in Geno Smith territory right now. You know what I'm saying? Like, to me. Uh, Wayne says, what up, TJ? Who that family members? And uh, we're going to finish that up with my guy Bobby says, I'd hate Dallas to draft fields. Uh. I don't think the, the Cowboys are going to draft Fields. Most likely, I, I can see them drafting Trevor Lawrence uh, because of the star power. Like, we all know that the Dallas Cowboys are about big time. They're about bright lights. They're about uh, beautiful um, cheerleaders. They're about the, the peasantry, the splendor. So if Trevor Lawrence is available and they can get him, they're going to get Trevor Lawrence. And, I, I mean, <laughs> and if they do, then it's bye-bye Dak Prescott. But might be the answer to a lot of teams' questions. I mean, a lot of team problems with Dak. You know what I'm saying? I can see Dak going to Chicago because I don't see uh, Nick Foles or uh, Mitchell Trubisky being there. Or (laughs) need I say that Dak Prescott can end up in New Orleans? I mean, stranger things have happened. We all know that Dak Prescott is much better than people give him credit for because (laughs) look at the Cowboys since he's gone, right? So, Anybody that's out here questioning Dak Prescott saying that that man can't ball and he suck. I've seen that a couple of times when I mentioned Dallas Cowboys. I think a lot of people, just like me when it comes to Drew Brees, need to be eating some crow because Dak Prescott is a lot better than we give him credit for. So no doubt about that. 
But I want to say thank you all very much for checking out the State of the Saints podcast. I really do appreciate it. Thank you for spending your Tuesday morning uh, with yours truly. And uh, for those that are new, please subscribe to the YouTube channel, youtube.com. Search the State of the Saints podcast on Facebook, facebook.com. Search the State of the Saints podcast. Previous episodes are available on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Anchor FM. Enjoy the rest of your day. And uh, like always, all I got to say is, who that?